Welcome to the Business of Purpose, the podcast for social entrepreneurs, people who know deep down they're meant to create something that makes the world a better place and who want to make a bigger impact based on their purpose. I'm your host, Adina Applebaum. I am an immigration attorney, social entrepreneurship coach, and financial coach. I'm here to help you uncover your deeper purpose and create a greater impact with your life's work, all in a sustainable way that makes money in the process, because we need massive resources to make massive change. In this show, you'll be inspired by stories of purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are creating social change and get the practical steps you need to learn how to make a living while making an impact. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Adina Applebaum, and I'm here with an old friend of mine who I reconnected with recently, Nathan Parcells of Sharp Ed Coaching. Welcome, Nathan. Thanks for making the time to be here. Yeah. Hey, Adina. Great to reconnect. Yeah, I'm super excited to, to have you on. Um, so Nathan specializes in executive coaching, and he works with a diverse set of founders to help folks understand and become the most effective versions of themselves. He specializes in co-founder coaching, helping co-founder teams build more trusting and longer lasting partnerships with one another. Um, so welcome again, and I'll, I'll turn it over to you to introduce yourself a bit and we can jump into hearing about how you got started with all that. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, nice to be here, fun to have a conversation around this work of co-founder coaching. Um, yeah, in particular, because, you know, it's a second career for me having initially worked as a uh, startup founder for a number of years, then um, done a lot of work for different high growth tech companies in the marketing realm, but coaching and working with founders and executives really is my, uh, is aligned in my purpose and impact in all these wonderful ways. So I really enjoy um, getting to share more around this. And um, I will add that working with co-founders is a particular specialty within this realm of coaching. So I don't know, maybe not everyone knows what uh, coaches are or how they support leaders, um, but it's a evolving and growing field that's, I think, really impactful. Um, mm -hmm. I first got introduced to what a coach was as when I was running a, a tech company um, and we were growing. And as a young founder, there was a lot of different challenges. And yep. one of our investors who worked with a coach himself sort of said, hey, this has been supportive for me in staying sharp, um, doing the work that I do. It's uh, an objective person who you can connect with, who you can talk about the highs and lows of what you're working on, um, who also is trained and skilled at helping you achieve goals and all these different things. And I found that to really both help me as a founder and then also set mm -hmm. off the light bulb of like, oh, this world of coaching really intersects with the way I like to work, um, to go deep with people, to support them, but also to challenge and champion to, to kind of achieve more. So that is what coaching is and is sort of also the bridge to how I got into this work is from having mm -hmm. been a founder and seen the benefits of working with a coach. 
Thank you for, for outlining that. That was super helpful. And I, I love how you are co-founder yourself and now you're helping other co-founders. So I'm sure there's a whole story there of what got you to make that transition. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about like what was going on in that moment when you started realizing this is more, what was more in alignment with what you really were meant to do. Yeah. Um, a bunch of different ways to go with it. I mean, I think having making the leap into starting a company was incredibly meaningful. I am someone now as I've reflected more on what motivates and drives me, I really do like um, newness, new experiences, doing a lot. I like um, taking risk and being in challenging high growth environments. And so being a founder was incredibly, in, you know, exciting, interesting, um, a deep experience too. You know, there's a fellowship with the people that you start a company with that really brings you close together. And um, I found that fulfilling as well. But I, in the later stages of working on my company at the time, um, as it grew, we raised some rounds of capital, had a team, and I was becoming more of an operator. And I started to not enjoy that aspect as much mm -hmm. and experience burnout. And um, throughout, I was aware that this capacity to go deep with people, to champion others, whether they were people on my team, you know, direct reports, or I'm also the process of hiring, I've later found out, you know, I have um, strong intuition, a capacity to really, you know, take all the different experiences I have of working with different people and sense um, a, a, to a degree of depth about where people are at. And through that became very good at hiring on our team. And all mm -hmm. those things were kind of happening in the background. And when I, as mentioned, worked with a coach, I sort of, something was clicking, but it took me a while to then make that leap and say, hey, I really want to go all in on this um, new area. And I don't know, it's been a series of clicking, I guess, in that way and that in dipping my toe in, being thoughtful, not charging into the work, um, I found it really rewarding. I started to, I had been advising other startup founders, started to coach some of them and that found that very, um, both that I was, the skills I bring to the table were impactful and um, the work was, still rewarding and then eventually finding this area of co-founder coaching um was another layer of things clicking because co-founder work is in more challenging than one-on-one -on -one work in many ways you're navigating Imagine. Both <laughs> totally yeah i don't know if have you you've worked with different business partners well I've done business coaching and my husband and I are co-founders. So we're co-founders and married. So that's a whole dynamic as well, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I would love to hear more about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, something I speak to is that, you know, being a co-founder, it's, it's a really unique form of partnership. Um, it's mm -hmm. up there with a spouse in terms of taking on something that's challenging, being vulnerable, being exposed because you're you know, sure. stress that comes in. And so you have this dynamic of knowing your co-founder extremely well, which can be a strength <laughs> and a weakness, I imagine. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So, okay. So it sounds like you had some of these experiences yourself and I have seen with a lot of 
purpose aligned businesses, they are often creating something that is exactly what they needed. Right. So that's what happened to us with immigrant finance. Like that's something mm. we had really needed, you know, and um, it's, it's such a beautiful place to create from because, you know, intimately the challenges, right. And, mm. and can imagine sure. how things could be better, whether it's what you learn from your own struggles, right. And what you're able to figure out what you wish you had. So talk to us a little bit about like, what, what was that thing that was pulling you toward this co-founder coaching? Like, what did you want to help people with? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, you know, again, I am, I'm a sensor. And so I had all these intuitive notions from past experiences that were saying, oh yeah, coaching was impactful for me. Co-founder work is really hard. Co-founder communication, like we have all these tools for our, for couples that help them navigate life and chapters and changes and um, not for business partners where there's a lot of rapid growth and change that is happening in that mm. partnership. So there's things that were clicking. Um, I will say I also was doing a lot of becoming a coach and really going deep into different coaching modalities was learning a lot. And um, something that was helpful was actually like a process of looking inward to really think about purpose, which, you know, when I started the company that I worked on, I just kind of jumped in. I was, you know, directly after graduating, I really respected the person I was doing that with. So I just said, this seems great. Let's, let's go. And it, it was, but also not long-term sustainable because it wasn't fully aligned. And there's a classic line of like, you want to put your ladder to the right ledge and, um, that work was great, but not probably the right ledge. It wasn't the right mountain mm -hmm. for me to climb. Um, mm -hmm. And there's some tools that I discovered that were that I use with clients that were very helpful in this process. So one was just thinking about my own mission, which I've mm -hmm. learned is really connected to um, freedom and helping people be authentic and free. Um, yeah. That's meaningful for me in a really deep way. And then it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and it's exciting because it feels very personal to me, but I also am aware that everyone has their own things that are that inner furnace that are, um, you know, when things are hard, you can look to and be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm making progress in this realm that I know matters. Um, and what I do sometimes with clients is both to have that initial um sense of that deep inner purpose but then also like where does that get applied to and um what i've discovered with coaching is that you can help individuals be more free because they get to know themselves their strengths their weaknesses what triggers and when you manage your triggers better you're less reactive which is opens mm -hmm. up more choice um overcoming those deeply rooted barriers that we all have and then I found with co-founders, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much room for helping people operate more freely because communication is so hard. Those dynamics of internal growth are now being brought to this hard place of, you know, interpersonal work. And um, so it's a real, it feels very, um, you know, it's not like a hundred percent towards like, oh, I'm unleashing people's, you know, freedom and authenticity, but it's really close. It's in that realm. And so it feels like I can always, I get that sensation, even when I'm doing some of the more 
day-to-day manual parts of the work that I do. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm now forgetting the question, but I'm hoping, hoping that no, this is, this is so good. This is so good. I'm just, um, I'm thinking about, I mean, I know a little bit about your background, right? So like, I know you're into rock climbing. I imagine there's some mm. freedom in that. So I'm curious if you could speak to people mm. who are like at the very beginning of this process where maybe they're, you know, they, they were they're right now where you were at being a co-founder, but knowing there was kind of something more for you yeah. out there, not being sure exactly what that was, but what would you tell people from your experience of like how you can look at these different pieces of your life to sort of add up? and start to get a picture of what that purpose mm. is and like the maybe that you know like what it the rock climbing or were there other clues along the way you know at that time that that you could share with people to help others imagine yeah it's a great question i mean i think staying open minded to it is one piece um just to know that it's a can be a long process um you know I think it's easy, especially when younger, to have a very strong identity um, that you you sort of go into a certain path and then you are, that's a narrow scope of vision. Um, and mm-hmm. for me, at least, that was important to do and then to step back and have a broader, um, to, to be open to new identities and more possibilities. That's one piece. Um, yeah. Two, I would say is, yeah, to be curious again about those different things that are striking meaning. Like if there's something, I always liked writing and poetry. And I, at one point was talking to someone I cared about and said, well, I really love this, but it's never going to be, you know, my full-time thing. But they reflected back, oh, it sounds like you really love this. You have a lot of passion in this area. And that's a place of freedom for me. But so just kind of... Mm -hmm not needing to make it all make sense if you're in a transition yeah. mode. And I would say very tactically, honestly, work with a skilled coach on something like this. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches who coach around purpose. And um, I feel like we're in such a wonderful time in the world where there's people who are exceptional at offering services like this. And, um, you know, rather than having to do it all yourself and figure out these deep things, like and they, they it might not be a, immediate answer with someone takes time but it's a thought partner on this process so that would be a third thought oh man I would I would not be where I am today if I hadn't worked with so many amazing coaches who you know and the best coaches as you know are just like reflecting back to you you know yeah and helping you see what you already know inside and have to kind of peel back the onion layers for right so yeah I agree it's so helpful how did you discover that that was an option? Because I feel like for so many people, they don't know that, oh, I could partner with someone to help me in this kind of abstract area of my life around finding purpose. Yeah, it was really for me in the early stages of um, what became creating immigrant finance, which is I um, have this other area I'm super passionate about with immigration law. And it was you know building impactful work around that with my purpose. But I had this other pull I had this really strong uh creative drive that was like there's something else to here you're meant to mm. create I didn't know exactly what it was and I kept gravitating toward you know following those signs following what made me curious and I got super interested in online business and using the tools we have now with the internet to be able mm. to reach people and share a message and 
make a difference that way. So I just followed those breadcrumbs and uh, that led to me working with my first coach, who was someone whose podcast I listened to. Cool. Yeah. So you found out about the coaching option through a podcast. And yeah, exactly. As the new things were showing up that you're like, I want more of this, but I'm not quite sure how it fits in. You decided, let's let's talk to someone about this. Yeah, yeah. And like, let's let's explore where this is going because there's something here, you know? And And I, that first coach I worked with, I did a call with her and she was just like, she actually helped me see immigrant finance and I couldn't see it. She's like, wait, you're an immigration lawyer and you're mm. married to an immigrant and you've had all these challenges with finances. Like, she's like, mm. I come from an immigrant family. I know there's a need for that. Like one plus one is two, right? You know, well, one plus awesome. one is more than two, right? <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, no. So I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I would encourage people to, um, I was actually looking at your blog before this and saw a great piece you wrote about like the coaching industry and how there's this advantage now where there's, because it's growing, there's more options for people. Like it used to be so limited and now there's so many coaches out there. So definitely support encouraging people to find someone who speaks to you. Right. Um, but question for you, I have is like talking, cause in this podcast, we talk about too, how, uh, in addition to working toward finding your purpose, also doing it in a sustainable way where it's going to be self-sustaining, mm. where you can make money. Right. Cause a lot of yeah. people, including, I thought for many years, working 15 years in the nonprofit space, that it's either or right that either you do good work and you have to suffer financially or you make a lot of money and you're like a sellout right it took me a long time to realize it's not either or it can be both and and often when you're doing work in that alignment with your purpose you you get supported with the money right so how has your experience been with that as you've grown into this area yeah I think that's why I like to think about purpose in this sort of ladder way like there's some hard work to be done to find an honest answer to that bigger purpose so someone who cares about freedom and authenticity and that's like to do the work to sculpt it to make sure that's clear but then in terms of how that is implemented and when i think it's important to be mindful of you know other needs there's also things like one zone of genius so what is something that you're uniquely gifted at that is high mm-hmm. impact and and zone of genius also incorporates it should be something that gives you energy um and yeah. so for me coaching founders is this really um great intersection because strategically uh it's a place that if you're excellent at it it's very financially rewarding mm-hmm. um that at a level of the work that I do is actually both my zone of genius in terms of it's an area that I feel very competent in and naturally gifted towards. Um, but then also mm-hmm. it gives me energy to kind of have those types of conversations. And so yeah. that's why it's, it's a long process. And also I, I sometimes I work with clients um, who have found a clarity on a purpose. And sometimes it's about seeing how that's alive in current work, right? Mm -hmm. And then eventually, as you're patient with that, other opportunities might present themselves that are worth pursuing. But it's, um, yeah, I guess those are all things that like, once there's some clarity on mission, it doesn't need to be, yeah, it's worth figuring out how to make it sustainable so that you can 
financially and from a health perspective so that it's not a short, like a mission is something you want to be working on for a long time. So you don't want to yeah. do it in a way that's unsustainable overall. I love how you just described it. You you put it so well, like what is that sweet spot essentially of your, your um, purpose, but also your gift, like what comes naturally and easily so you don't get burnt out. So you have the energy, so you're excited when you do it. And we tend to see that when you're in that space, people make money, right? Cause it's like, you're not drained. You're doing something. You're just, you're just excited to show up every day and do the work. And if like money comes awesome. Right. Um, so that, that I love how you described that for people. Very cool. Um, and then how has it felt just like to give people an idea who are interested in that doing purpose aligned work where you're able to sustain and have a business model from that and like, you know, be yeah. able to support your, yourself. You know, I would say it's an ebb and flow. And I, I think that's a healthy thing, um, which I mean to say is like, I think having clarity on how this fits with my purpose and being doing work that I know is in that umbrella gives me a deep sense of like, I'm on the right path and lack of doubt. I have that clarity, mm -hmm. which is really helpful. On a day-to-day -day basis, um, most days I love my work. Some days there's, um, being a solopreneur is also, you know, I'm, I think I'm well-suited to do that. Um, I like being an entrepreneur, but also it's like, there's many, many challenges. And I think that's, um, but I guess just to speak to it, it's like, it's, um, I think it's healthy. Um, and so I would say it feels calm and comfortable. Um, because there's a deeper sense of clarity and then there's um the other elements of building a business that are um interesting and enjoyable in different ways yeah but it's not all yeah. I imagine i imagine you're still getting to have that piece you talked about in the beginning of the call of like being in a setting where you're growing that you enjoyed totally. from the, being the co-founder in the beginning yeah absolutely yeah and, and those doing challenges. that in a more mission aligned way. It's like, oh, it's the best of both worlds for me. Amazing. Is there anything else you would want to tell people who are at the beginning stages of this process? I guess so. I think there's one piece that's also tricky that is interesting, which is to discern um, the right like reactions from the wrong ones. So sometimes mm. we pursue things um, the way I describe it is we have an ego identity that we like to, um, this is how we want to be seen by the world. So I want to be seen as unique or smart or successful, right? And that causes us to react and say, oh, I want to go, you can pursue, pursue purpose for the wrong reason. It's like, oh, that'll make me be special or make me feel yeah. like I'm helping others. And, um, I think it's a super, it takes a lot of awareness to know, um, what pulls you and which things are pulling you in that sort of automated reactive way, which is oftentimes more driven from an ego identity place versus that sure. deeper level of draw. Yeah. And to me, that's also critical to check in on those and to know that to discern those differences in order to choose a path that's sustainable. Otherwise, again, you'll be chasing 
purpose for the wrong reasons if you're if you're not cautious. I don't know if that makes sense. So good. Ego versus soul. Totally. Like, yes. And yeah. That's a, a hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one to, to, to contemplate. <laughs> I really appreciate you raising that. I think that's really important for people to hear. Um, one other thing I was going to ask you, I, I just remembered is I would love to hear also about like how helping, how you view helping co-founders with communication or just helping people in general with communication as a way to facilitate freedom, because I, I can see that there is definitely a social impact of doing that. I mean, I talked to you about this a little bit last time we spoke, I think that, I mean, there's, I believe there's so many huge problems facing this world and a lot of it we can innovate with through technology. Right. And Hmm. a lot of people doing that are co-founders of startups. So how does supporting those leaders that are creating the solutions we need for tomorrow communicate better? How do you view that as like part of who yeah. makes an impact? Well, um, it's very hard to put our, like to create the world that we want to create and to create the changes or the businesses or whatever it is, the creative projects um, by ourselves. And yeah. Um, yeah, so the whole idea is like, I think partnership is hard. And I think that challenge holds some people back from building the best possible thing. And I want people to be in partnerships where they've done this work to be more effective at partnering so that it doesn't feel stressful, draining. I mean, you talk to any founder or creator and most will say that one of the most challenging components is the human component, The navigating partnership piece. And so if you can reduce that, it means that people will be more um, excited, um, purposeful in their work, able to navigate complexity and able to put their dreams out into the world more effectively. And that's something I would like to see. Super cool. Thank you for doing your work to to support people in doing that. It's, it's really exciting to imagine. Um, is there anything else you want to add and where can people, you know, connect with you and learn more about your work, follow, follow what you have to say? I think the only thing would be for anyone who listens, if you have a interesting story around partnership, I'm just always curious to hear people's partnership stories. Um, you know, good, you know, challenging a moment that was really hard that was overcome. That's always meaningful. So if that does happen or that lands with you, please send a quick vignette to me over at Nathan at sharpend.co. Um, you, you know, I'm sure that'll be discoverable. Um, but would love to hear those because that helps me continue to kind of understand different people's partnerships. Um, yeah, that's the only one that I would uh, mention. That'd be great to hear those. Amazing. And we will link that below. And I know um, your website, it looks like is sharpendcoaching.co. Is that right? Just sharpend.co. Uh, sharpend.co. Got it. Yep. Awesome. We will add that below. So thank you so much, Nathan, for, for um, sharing your time and insights. This is really interesting to hear. And I love being able to catch up. I wanted to ask you all these things <laughs> anyway, just as we caught up. So I'm like, let's save it for the podcast and other totally. people can benefit too. <laughs> So I want thank to. you for being so generous. 
have all the same questions back towards you. I feel like there's a lot uh, that I haven't gotten to hear um, <laughs> from all of your wisdom. And uh, it does feel nice to have gotten to connect and, and talk about purposeful impact and how to migrate in that direction. So thank you, Adina. Yes, I hope it's the first of many conversations. Thanks again. Absolutely. Right, take care. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's episode of the Business of Purpose podcast. I am so excited to share with you an amazing new free resource I created that goes way into more detail about how exactly to make that bigger impact, fulfill your purpose, but also make more money in the process. It's called the seven strategies to make a bigger impact and make more money. And you can get the link down below in the show notes. Go ahead and check it out. And I can't wait to hear about what you learn from it. This guide is based on over 13 years of social entrepreneurship experience that I've had, as well as the strategies that I have seen work effectively with dozens of coaching students I've worked with to help them get past those barriers that are getting in the way of them, really finding their purpose, expanding their impact, and making more money. So let me know what you think of the guide and something that you learned from it, and I can't wait to hear from you.